Should you take a picture of Kevin and I right now for social media and say, hey, be on the lookout. We got a podcast coming. I don't have a camera. Behind the scenes action. Yeah. Welcome to This Week in Fast Pitch the podcast that keeps you up to date on the latest news, insights, and analysis from the world of fast-pitch softball. Powered by 643, we bring you the stories behind the scores, the personalities behind the players, and the strategies behind the game. Whether you're a fan, a coach, or a player, we've got you covered with expert analysis and insider information. So sit back, relax, and get ready for a deep dive into the world of fast-pitch softball. This is This Week in Fast Pitch, powered by 643, with your hosts, Jimmy Thomas, and Kevin Bednoski. All right. Let's get this thing rolling. Welcome, everybody, to our absolutely very first inaugural episode of This Week in Fast Pitch. I'm here. I'm Kevin Bednoski. I'm with my co-host, Jimmy Thomas, our ever-tall, really large gentleman, Coach Jimmy Thomas. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. All right. And behind the scenes, you guys can't see it on the camera, but our executive producer over there, Mr. Matt Cook, founder of 643. Working hard. Working hard. behind the glass. All right. right. Good. Awesome. All right. So first things first, did everybody love the intro music? I did. There's some nostalgia there. Brought back some memories. I love the the, uh, baseball reference or the the age that goes with it. So Right. I mean, so trivia trivia number one. Every Saturday morning, trivia number one, who was the voiceover, not, not the voiceover for us, but who was the voiceover on This Week in Baseball? Do we remember who that is? Mel Allen. Mel Allen, yeah. So pretty cool stuff. We love it. Brings us back to the 80s, 90s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, so we really enjoy that. So let's just talk a little bit about why, why we're doing what we're doing, Coach. Um, you know, this, this sort of started, we kind of were spitballing some ideas around and, and thinking about how to bring some edgy topics, um, some players, some coach interviews, and some really cool things to our community, right? So, so talk a little bit about what, you, what we're going to be bringing here uh, in our upcoming episodes and certainly today. Yeah, I think the, the growth of the game has been exponential in the last couple of years. And, and I think um, us as individuals and dads, I mean, we've, we are as deep in it as anybody um, and there isn't a platform for us to talk about fast pitch softball. You know, there's not a whole lot of places you can go out there and discuss the game and, and, uh, pick the brains of other people that are in as deep in as you are. So, um, gives us an opportunity to, to open the door and, and start discussion about the game that we love. I yeah. Great. So the, the three people that you got here working this literally, I think 24 hours a day, we are eating, sleeping, drinking, playing, coaching living softball without a doubt right so we're gonna we're gonna touch base on a topic today we're gonna we started off we started throwing around ideas about what should be topic number one and no matter what age you are no matter if you're a parent no matter if you're a grandparent no matter if you're a coach everybody's on game changer you nailed it you nailed it and it's not just softball it's every sport but if you have an athlete playing softball there is no doubt you have the the app downloaded to your phone and you visit it frequently. And it doesn't matter how old you are either, right? No, I think that's the beauty of it. I think, you know, we talked about how deep into the game we are, but Game Changer touches everybody, man. It touches the athlete, it touches the grandma, it touches the parent, 
and we'll get into the good, the bad, and the ugly of it all. But I mean, it 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 touches everybody. Yeah. it really does. Yeah. So so yeah, Coach talked about it. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, the sort of the pluses, the minuses. Um, but first off, the reason Game Changer exists or or iScore athletes go live let's not leave out some of the other platforms as well but the reason these things exist is basically based on the fact that baseball and softball are statistically driven sports yeah. right you know everybody wants to know that Aaron Judge hit 62 home runs and everybody knows what the record was prior to that right it's because we know this history and baseball has a very deep history and now softball is gaining that deep history and the connection between those sports is really driving a lot of that statistical analysis. Yeah, numbers matter, whether you're a parent, player, or coach. You know, we look at them different. We look at all the uh, analytics differently, but they're important to each one of us. Yeah, so, so the question is, how important are they? Who are they important to? And at what age do they become important? And, you know, are and they important? Should it be even important? Should right. it be important? Right, are they important? Right. For an 8U kid that's playing rec ball, um, is it just important that grandma's got the video footage or is it, is it important that she went three for four? Right. And did she go three for four? Can anybody catch? <laughs> We're going to talk about right. that later. We're going to get Matt involved in a little bit of the uh, discussion as it relates to hit versus error and uh, some of the nuances of, of, of game changer and, and official scorekeeping. But yeah, the real question is, you know, it's great for grandma that that's sitting, you know, states away and hundreds of miles away to be able to view in and watch, watch, you know, her young granddaughter play the game that she's hopefully having fun doing. It's another thing to start making and dictating things with that eight U or 10 U kid that says, hey, you're good or bad because right. of the result that somebody else is determining. Right. And that's what I think is so interesting about this discussion is, you know, it was with the intent to be a great, um, a great tool, right? The intent was to, to make the game and bring it to the people who couldn't be there live. But it has morphed into so much more. Yeah. It really has. It's yeah. morphed into... And, it, and it's, sort of, it's sort of starting with the person that's in control of the phone right. or the iPad, right? You know, the person that's, quote unquote, the official scorer, the official scorekeeper. And the selection of that person... We're both coaches in high school and travel. So the selection of who that person is and the instructions that we give them become very important. Hugely important. Right. It's a powerful position. Yeah. Game changer score. Right. Yeah. The person sure. behind the phone that's hitting the buttons. And the pressure that goes with it being that person. Right. You know all eyes are on you when you're when you're at a gay ball game and there's a there's a questionable play, you know, ground ball between third and second base, and you're not sure if it was a base hit or an error. And that person, that parent is sitting three rows behind you, staring a hole in the back of your head, just waiting <laughs> to see if it's going to be an E or a hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but here's the point. Should it matter? No. It because it kind of is what it is, right? It shouldn't matter. If it is an error, it is an error. So let's talk a little bit about sort of this hit versus error and some, some scenarios around that, that that's the case. As a matter of fact, we were in a game the other night, and we had this play – uh, against Matt's team. So our team was playing uh, Matt's team and uh, ball hit to the shortstop, our, our shortstop deep in the hole. She gets to that ball and then, which I would, I would tend to think that how many out of 10 don't get to that ball? Yeah, most. Uh, most. Most probably don't. Eight, eight out of 10 kids don't get to that ball. But then she puts her foot in the ground, slips a little bit, throws an errant throw, gets away from the first baseman, the runner advances to second base. Hit or error or both. What do we think? Both. Both. Coach. I'm with you. Both. And that's how we recorded it 
We recorded as a hit and then an error on the advancing to second base on the throw. Now, a novice would just say, oh, that's an error. Oh, for one. You see it a lot. Difficult plays, diving plays. You know, you make a diving play, you get up and you throw one in the dirt. And automatically the assumption is, well, there was an error on the play. But the level of difficulty that made that play to begin with is really what you have to look at. Right. And how many people are versed enough, you know, in your average stance, your average team parents, how many people are that deep into the rule book where they can really be 100%, you know, accurate when they're running game changer? Yeah. They're not, ever. Yeah. So we're leaving, we're leaving a lot of the stuff that now most parents believe is a hugely important tool. We're not giving them the information or they're not equipped, fully equipped to handle that. Let's call it a responsibility. And it is some level of responsibility. Sure. And now, and all of a sudden that your ability to run game changer is affecting my kids recruiting yeah. <laughs> or my kids mental health. We'll or talk about, we'll talk health. about that in a little bit as well, but getting back to sort of the scenarios, you know, the other big scenario that, that we see a lot um, at all levels is this Bermuda triangle fly ball. Yeah. Right. You know, I got it. You got it. Nobody's got it kind of type thing. And then it falls Hit or error? Hit all day long. I agree. You, you watch enough Major League Baseball, you'll see that happen in a lot of games. Happened last night in the Yankee-Cleveland game. Who was watching that? Uh, that would be me. I know you're watching the Orioles. I'm, a, a I'm an O's guy, too. Oh, boy. Okay. I took a beating last night. <laughs> That's okay. But we talk about this all the time with regard to sort of that Bermuda Triangle play. You know, I agree. Hit all day long. Now we have the other version where maybe you're playing a team that doesn't have sort of the level of talent that maybe someone else does. And a ball gets hit to the outfield and you got sort of this Charlie Brown sort of spinning around kind of thing. Ball lands literally six inches away from that kid after they sort of are spinning in the wind. Hit, error. So I struggle with that. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Right. I, I think it depends on how that play unfolds. But ordinary effort for that kid is clearly going to be different than ordinary effort for somebody who's a little more well-versed. But if she's camped right underneath it and it just lands two feet behind her yeah. and she doesn't make any contact with yeah. the ball. Yeah. You know? Yeah, what do you say? Hit. Hit. Right? So we have, this, we have this question of ordinary effort, and you, you brought up that term. I mean, it is a rule book term, yeah. ordinary effort. And in high school, we have this, or, or even in the youth all levels of youth uh, softball, we have a big disparity in talent. And that's okay, because we're trying to develop talent at all levels. Right. right. So the best kid on the team, if she were playing center field and that ball didn't get caught, versus maybe a kid that's still learning how to play center field and that ball drops, whose ordinary effort are we determining? Right. Is it the best kid on the team? Is it the developing kid on the team? In Major League Baseball or in pro softball, or in college softball, it's easier because the disparity in talent is, is not as wide. And it's so objective, right? You, I mean, this might be the first five minutes you've ever seen this kid. You don't know what that kid's talent level, talent level is like. True. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a tough job. Well, yeah. And even at the major league level, though, I see it all the time. I've seen a ball go right through, a, a, you know, right through between a guy's legs, and it went out as a hit because it was 106-mile-an-hour exit velocity, right? right. But I you expect 100% that. disagree with that. Well, you, Again, you get into ordinary effort, though. Right, and, right. and generally speaking, the person that is making that call, if put in the same situation, ain't making that play. Right. Right? right. So I think it really, that, that definition, and it's probably a moving definition of ordinary effort, is, is really where the judgment comes in. You know, who determines that? Yeah. And a lot and of times in those, in those one-sided games that you're talking about, too, the, the, the team, the better team, is, is using that game to pad some stats, Yeah. right? So, you know, you feel bad for the kid who couldn't catch the ball, so it goes down as a hit. Right. 
And then, and then the, again, the person behind the screen, the person that's doing the data entry, if you will, what type of emotions do they have? Is it their kid that they were just sort of deciding well, this about? 99% of the time, that game changer operator does have a kid on the team. So that, that plays a factor yeah. in Well, and I found that game. scenario even harder, to be honest with you. Right. I did yeah. a lot of game changer for both of my kids. And when they're up or they're involved in the play, I would err on the side of caution because I didn't want the parents looking at me. Or sure, the and probably screw your kid along the way. No doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, and then, and then you're also looking when you're not doing game changer at that person's motive, right? What, what are they doing? Are they trying to pump their kids' stats right. up? They're trying to push my kids down? Like, what are we looking at here? Right. And you start questioning their character. Right. Yeah. And you should not. Yeah. That's nonsense. Right. And then it's, it brings into overall the whole legitimacy. Is it legitimate? Yeah. Are, are these stats even legitimized as far as the quality of them? Right. And do they even matter at right. that what point? What are they used for? What are they used for? Because I can guarantee you, you talk to college coaches, I talk to college, when we talk about recruiting, right, for the older kids, do you know how many college coaches have asked me what somebody's batting average was? Yeah, zero, I'm Zero. Sure. Right. None. But that's not the narrative out there. That's what people think. Right. Nobody cares. Well, I think the same is true, too, when you talk about um, awards, um, you know, accolades at the end of the year, high school kids, they want to be first-team district, first-team conference. And the belief is that those things matter. Now, maybe that's not the truth, uh, but I know that that is the belief. You know, I, my kid can't have that error because it's going to look bad when they go, you know, when it's time to vote. That is 100% accurate. Yeah, that's the belief as someone that sits in those meetings. Know, dirty little secrets. Yeah, as, as someone that sits in those meetings to make those determinations, do we talk about statistics? Absolutely. We talk about them. But I, being one of the voters... I take them all with a grain of salt. And then I'll go back and look at what a particular kid did against us. Are right. they bringing in, are you pulling up game changer stats? During this meeting? During this meeting. No. Yeah. We've already submitted. So from that perspective. We've submitted statistics. You probably reference it when, when supporting an athlete. Right? Correct. But you don't. I'm not sitting the there, you know. Yeah. But, but again, I know a couple of our athletes, the ones that we're going to nominate, I kind of know what their capabilities are. And I would generally think that, let's call it, go back to, to Matt's point about, oh, my you know, first team all district or something like that or all state or whatever. If you're a coach that's in the know, you kind of know who those kids are anyway. Agreed. Agreed. They don't need to be supported. But I'd say you probably use it as a tiebreaker at times. Could be. Could be. Right. right. Um, how important is reputation? Does reputation supersede statistics? That's a whole nother discussion for another day. I, <laughs> I really do. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, we talked about it the other day, Matt and I. I think Kevin, too. Like, you know, you got the, the D1 committed athlete who's just having an awful spring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you got another sophomore who, who isn't committed and right. is a decent player, and she hit 500 and hit a bunch of bombs. And right. who deserves first team now? Right. right. Or a kid that was hurt half the season, mm -hmm. but right. she's a D1 committed athlete, a right. senior. Right. And, but she's been hurt. Is it her fault that she was hurt? No. Uh, is she at one, of the, one of probably the best kids uh, in the area? Probably yes. But did she put up the numbers to support that? I don't know. So well, does I'm reputation matter? Yeah, I'm in the camp where these particular awards are, are based on this 20-game window. And 
Yeah. That 20 game window, you weren't present. Yeah. So we're going to move on. But right. I know that that's not the norm. I know that not everybody feels that. Way. And again, that's why emote, you know, we have on, on our notes, so like, does emotion play into a lot of these decisions, whether it regards to the stats or some of these postseason things? So, yeah, I mean, emotion, we, we are human beings by, by definition. We can't take the emotion completely out. We can be as objective as we can via stats or things like that, assuming that the stats are legit. Right. Um, but, but we are human, and, we, and emotion does play into it, yes? Yeah. Well, and I think that, yeah. would, that was the question I was going to ask then, too, is if you take that subjectivity out, right, and now you know and you have a level of confidence that everybody's scoring the same way, everybody's scoring correctly, do they then matter more? In other words, do they matter less because it's a judgment call and because there's so much subjectivity in that? Yeah, I believe yes. The fact that you and I have... We, the three of us have had, outside of this conversation, we've had various conversations about how do you score that, right? It's sort of water cooler talk, you know, right. how, how, how would you score that? Or I was watching last night on TV and they gave that guy an error, but the ball was smoked at 110 miles an hour. And oftentimes we disagree. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think that if, if, 30, if 30 major league official scorers have level of subjectivity, right. we have a lot of subjectivity. Right. Oh, yeah. Because that official scorer for the Orioles um, doesn't, doesn't have a vested interest necessarily in giving that kid a hit or an error, right? right. I mean, that, 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 there's, no, there's no sort of behind-the-scenes right. feel. Yeah. But it's really all built around um, the visual, right? Like, like – 20 years ago, we weren't running over to the bleachers and saying, let me see the scorebook. <laughs> you know what I mean? It has everything to do with the social media aspect and it being public and others being able to see it. See it. Nobody was grabbing that scorebook back when we were playing Little League and saying, I'll just score that ball in the second inning when I, when I was a tough play on the second baseman. Yeah. Nobody does that. No. 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 We have real-time access to every piece of data. Right. I mean, and at you, the same time, the, the, you know, there's grandparents out there, and we're getting back into a different discussion, but that, that could care less what the data says. They want to watch the cartoon game on the front, the game screen, and they want to know what their grandkid did, and, and they, they don't care what the statistics are. So in that aspect of it, Game Changer is awesome. Yeah. It is. It's fantastic. I, we've had that conversation before. I've got a grandma. She's in her, I think, late 80s or early 90s. She, believe it or not, she is tech-savvy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's tech savvy. If the Game Changers uh, stream happens to go down, I feel my phone buzzing <laughs> in my pocket and my watch going off saying, Coach, you got to get that right. You got to get that fixed. And you're I, in the middle of the third inning. And I'm standing in the third base coach's <laughs> box. Right? So uh, the benefits are vast. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, but the question is, because of all these other topics, have we created a bit of a funky environment for kids um, well, I think it's safe to say we've created a monster, right? And I feel I'm, I am so deep in it and so conflicted with all this because, you know, and you guys are the same way. You're on the coach side. You're on the parent side. As a coach, I love it. I love to be able to go back, look at another school's, you know, past five games and, and check out what their big hitters did and, and how they played defensively. And if there's video, great. Yeah, it's great. Right? I think it's great. You know, and then at the other side, like the stuff we were talking about earlier, my kid hits a ball in the hole and somebody kicks it and I think it's a hit and the game changer guy makes it an error, you know, and it creates a whole different world 
in a whole different mind space for me, you know, because I love it in one aspect and I hate it in the other aspect. And as a coach, when you have the parent come over and they're pissed off because Sally got a Sally got a hit and Kate didn't get a hit and the balls are pretty similar and, you know, and we can all see these batting averages. And, and like we were talking about earlier, you're affecting my kids recruiting. You know, she's not going to get a look because she didn't get that single against Riverside yeah. <laughs> in game three. You know, as, as a as an official game changer scorer uh, for many years, I have had countless numbers of conversations with parents questioning, yeah, or at least at minimum asking why. And I'm you know, sure why did that go down that million way? relationships ruined over game changer. You, over you the hear years. you hear that the, the whispers in the stands, Hell yeah. right? Immediately after it happened, somebody put, turns over and says, "I wonder what he scored that." Yeah, <laughs> but the good news though is, and again, in your particular scenario, you are an educated. Official, I, I will. I will call you an official scorer. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> right, I, I think, but you're an anomaly. Yeah. Right. You're you're not the standard one because I get it all the time. Now I, tra- you know, unfortunately, my game changer scorer uh, dad graduated last year from our high school team, so we had to train a new one, and we're still kind of working through some kinks. You trained. Oh uh, yeah. One. You trained her. To him. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we he and I got together. And we talked about a lot of these different type. You know, we, of course, softball is a game where you can't get every scenario figured out. But we talked through a lot of the sort of standard ones. And I said, hey, look, these are what I believe to be based on our players, based on ordinary effort, based on this. This is how I would consider scoring these types of plays. So I got him to the point where that if there was a question, he'd kind of give me the look before he pressing the button. And then he and I would sort of connect. But to me, the whole, the funniest thing about that is you're having that meeting. I know. Yeah. You know, you're a var- you have a ton of stuff to worry about. You got 14 girls, a varsity schedule, a whole program to worry about. And you got to make time to, to meet with the game changer guy. So, so we know we're heading into the season on the right yeah, path. But, but, but being a first time high school coach this year, Jimmy, and knowing what you know, is this a good idea? Yes. Moving forward? Yes. Education. Do you if, educate? Do you educate the parents on yes. on the first night? You you need to make sure you and your game changer parent are on the same page, and I have one hundred percent noticed that this year as a first yeah. year high school coach. Yeah, the and, and just a couple other sort of pieces that I learned just along the way from from failing, quite frankly, was how I even title my game changer team. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have noticed that your team is titled unofficial. unofficial. It says unofficial. And I, that never even crossed my mind as a first-year high school coach. I missed one of his first games sense. because it said unofficial. I didn't click on it. <laughs> you used the other I mo- one? I moved on. Yeah, you moved on. Because <laughs> it wasn't official. Yeah. But I don't want people to believe that this is the Bible, quote-unquote Bible because of all the things we've already talked about. Everybody believes it's important. Everybody puts this pressure on but Everybody's looking at it. Everybody's using Kevin, it. Who, there is, what is the Bible? Because for most people, it's not for you, but I think most people it might be. You know, you know what? We've talked about this before, and I, I will tell you that the college coaches feel this way as well. You know what the Bible is? They're two eyes. Right, right. But I think it's created a monster on the athlete side. You know how many times on Twitter I see a kid who's a solid player, right? I mean, solid player. And she, she hits 400 locally at some, some local tournament, 
And she's on Twitter with her game changer stats tagging Alabama and the rest of the oh SEC schools. Oh my gosh. Schools. This is a whole nother social you know, media topic. Like, We're going to get to that one someday. But I think game changer has kind of nudged them in that direction. Especially with, have, especially with their recent release of being able to clip the videos right, per, right, right on right. the, I mean, it's a fantastic tool. But it's now awesome. how people are using that for this self-promotion is really sort of, you know, not breaking the knowledge ground. to, to attack the right platform, yeah. right? I mean, not everybody needs to be tagging SEC schools. We know that. Yeah. And by the way, how often uh, as a percentage are we seeing kids that go out on social media and say, you know what? I was 0 for 4 today and I didn't really exactly. get it done. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I just, I recall again, pre we had Game Changer when my son was younger, but it was, you know, in its infancy and you know, we still kept manual scorebooks and stuff at the time. And I remember him coming home one day and he's like, you know, I just didn't tell him, telling my wife, his mom is like, you know, I just didn't have a great day today. I mean, I think he's nine, you know, eight right. or nine or something like that. And, you know, didn't have a really great day today. You know, I went over three with a walk. Okay. Yeah. That's what the scorebook showed. And that's what game changer would show. But you know what? He did ground out once, but the other two, he hit a line drive to the center fielder that, that he had to dive for, right. and the other one was a, a deep fly ball to the base of the fence. So he hit the ball hard two out of three times, one week rollover ground ball, and a walk. But He's nine years. Changer. But per, if you look at the stats, 0 for 3. Right. Look at the QAB. The, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so let's talk about what stats are important then. If we're going to go down this path, yeah, we talked about it the other day. Is, is batting you. average important? Is OPS important? Is slugging important? Is first pitch strike percentage important? Is contact percentage important? What, but, what's important? As an athlete, is any of it important? Because I, I mean, I, I don't ever remember growing up or being in high school and knowing what my batting average Never. was. I didn't know how many RBIs I had that season. I know I went one for four that game. Yeah. But I didn't know what that meant on my overall statistic. You know, I had no idea. And I didn't well, care. There was also only about three statistics back then, too. That's yeah. probably true. Yeah. We had to go to the box score every day in the paper, right? You, you know, yourself. We, yeah. And, and, you I know, you have to. calculate it with my dad. And, yeah. And then if you're, you're I'm, I think I'm the oldest guy in the room. But, like, you had to wait on Sunday. Sunday was the only day that the entire league, Major League Baseball League's batting averages right. came out and they were printed. Yep. Right. That was the only day on Sunday. The Sunday paper was thicker. The sports section was bigger. And you had to go to the back. And in a certain section, it had every single player right. and their remember. batting average. Yep. But now, now I can go right online and see it immediately in real time as it changes. You can filter out what you don't want and what you want. Yeah. Make it look as beautiful as you'd like to. But, right. So yeah. that's, that's the big thing for me. I, I always say, I say it a lot in business. It's like figures can lie and liars can figure. Right, we can make these things look however we want. However we want. Right. Yeah. So what, what, what stats? What do you, let's take a poll here. Let's take a quick round, round the house. What, what is your most important offensive stat? OPS. I'm an OPS guy. OPS, why? It's because that shows that, that I think you get, you're a solid hitter. You're taking those quality at bats. You got a little power behind it. Um, your walk, you know. I just think it's a more complete statistic than, like, Quality A B. Okay. Because I, I feel like well, at least on Game Changer, the quality at bat percentage takes into account uh seeing, I believe, over three pitches and that they calculate that in as a quality at bat and over three after two strikes. I think that's what, is that what over it is? three after two oh, okay, strikes. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. It's uh six plus total or or more than three after oh, two six strikes. Plus total. Six plus total. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. What about you? I mean, I, if it's just one, it is going to be QAB because I think um, a, a quality at bat, even if it's a strikeout, if you're seeing six, seven, eight pitches, um, that's a quality at bat. And sometimes you're going to get beat. Um, you're not going up there and, and looking at three right down the middle or swinging and missing at the first three. You're showing patience. You're putting the ball out there. I'm a big, I'm a big put the ball in the play, in play kind of guy. Um, and then the hard hit average, I think it's calculated into QAB as well, and, yeah. and that's an underestimated statistic. So the example you gave earlier about the line drive that somebody dives for, the one to the base of the wall, um, those are quality at-bats that are going to go down as, as overs. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you on the quality at-bat thing. However, I have a couple of different recalculations of quality at-bat that maybe change, Game Changer doesn't do because do I believe that you know, an eight pitch at bat is a quality at bat. Yes, but I also believe that it's not because during those eight pitches, you fouled four off. One of those had to get put in play. Well, I, I one, suppose that would all depend on what the account was. Well, yeah. One of those, one of those probably was the pitch and you missed it. Like you didn't, you fouled it straight, but you know, we always talk about, oh man, that she fouled that one straight back. She just missed it by right this much. It. You were yeah. right on it. Yeah, but you missed it <laughs> yeah. because the next one, the kid's not going to throw it there again, and she's going to get you on something else on the ninth pitch of the at-bat, and the eighth pitch should have been put in play. If you were right on it, you'd have lined it right back up the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I do get it. I mean, I, I agree. Quality at-bat's probably my top as well. I just I modify a little bit with that sort of you know, yeah, I mean, number my, of pitches. I think my, my knee-jerk response to that would be, and this is something I think people lose sight of, this game is really, really difficult. And it's a game of failure, and batting averages indicate that. So getting up there, going against good quality competition, and having an 8-plus pitch at bat, even if you're fouling them off, I would argue is quality. And we're doing the same crap right now that we were talking right. about earlier. <laughs> as, yeah, analyzing how important game-changer statistics are. And we just talked about the eyeball test is what, you know, especially yeah. as head coaches, you know, the eyeball test is what you're going with. Yeah. But we're over here talking about how important <laughs> quality at-bat percentage is. And All right. How about a pitching stat? What's your most important pitching stat? Oh, man. That one I struggle with because I'm a control guy, right? I feel like I don't care what you th- if you can If you can handle the ball and put it where it needs to be, you're going to get people out. Yep. Um, strike ball ratio. Strike ball ratio. Yeah. yeah. Strike percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm a first pitch strike guy and overall strike percentage. Yeah. Right? So – I. I don't care about batting average. I mean, I like all those other things, but I tell our team that that I have basically three stats that I care about. One is quality at bats, one is first pitch strike percentage, and one is that I've created all on my own, which Game Changer doesn't track, which is basically free 60 plus minus. So think of the turnover ratio in football. We give this away, we get this. So I do the same thing for us and we chart it in the dugout. And every every inning it's charted like, hey, we let a pass ball go by, plus one for them, right? They stole a base, plus one for them. We made an error on an overthrow. They took two bases, plus two for them. We did the same thing, plus two for us. I believe that if we throw 70% first pitch strikes, have 55% quality at bats, and win the turnover battle, we will compete and be a very, we will either win that game or be in very close proximity to winning that game. Like a football coach. Those are the only things that I care about. I, I'm a ratio I guy too. I like I like strikeout to walk ratio. Obviously, offensively and defensively. Yeah. You know, I, I always look at that. Yeah, but I've noticed this year that it might not be as important as a pitcher as because my pitcher has a 
awesome strikeout to watch this year. <laughs> well, she's again, a freshman and, and, yeah. and is battling and, uphill. And developing. Right? So, yeah, and developing and, and learning. So now the thing is, can I use that statistic from this year next year? Right. Right. Can it can I can I see progression? And that's maybe where there's a good part about these things is because again, you can't a walk or a strikeout, you that's that's not subjective on game changer. Right. It either did or it didn't happen, right? Um so you know, you can use those things to help her develop. That's just like I saw with one of our one of our one of our big power hitters this year. She her home run numbers are up, her RBIs are up, but her strikeouts are down. Wow. Her contact ratio is way up. She's not striking out nearly as much as she struck out last year. I care. That to me is the creme de la creme. Right. Much bigger than hitting the ball out of the ballpark. That's right. Which is the ball that you still think is in the air. It is in the air still. (laughs) Right. So, you know, those are, those are things where we can use game changer to help kids. Yeah. Right. That's where we can say, Hey, look, the growth, the hard work, the effort that you've put in over the course of the last year is showing up on the field but that d1 kid we were talking about earlier i mean do you think she's going home and crap i'm over 10 in my first three games and i'm off to a bad start and goes home and lays in bed and looks at that app and and it's and it's digging herself a deeper hole every night yeah by staring at those statistics on game changer and and to your point the mental health of it all that's that's a scary it is scary piece of the equation for me um so I, that's why, you know, this discussion, I think there's so many positives, but there's, there's some scary negatives in there, man, that, that the mental health thing, especially in the world we live in now, and you having that readily available to you 24 hours a day to look at how poorly you deem you've been doing. Well, yeah, and especially you know? with young women, right? Young girls, young women, it, it, it's very sort of hot and cold for them. It, it, I'm generalizing, but, but generally they think I'm either really good or I'm horrible. Right. Or There's not a gray, not a lot of gray in between. Right. And I'm, I'm a teenage high school girl and, and softball is a big part of my life, but it's not my life. Yeah. Right. But I'm also coming out here and I'm seeing that my it's game changer is so important to my parents and everybody out there sees that I'm hitting 250 and all this crap. Right. And I just want to get through school and go to college and, and have a great year, yeah. senior year. But everybody's damn concerned that I'm hitting 250. Right. And it's, it's hard. Yeah. You know? Well, it goes back to Matt's point. This game is, is difficult. Yeah, it's a game of failure. Right. And we, we try to tell these kids all the time that, you know what, if you if you get on if you're if you're on base four out of every 10 times, my God, you're you know, you're 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 it's amazing. How but how many you, times you hear that growing up? As oh, a baseball yeah, player? totally. Three out of 10. That's right. Three, three out, out of 10. 10 just three out of 10. Right. Yeah. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't make a girl that's, you know, has anxiety about her performance. It doesn't make it any easier on her that she went, you know, one for three with a. um a weak ground ball in the, you know, between the first and second basement that was meaningless. And I, and I think there's an argument which would never happen, but you should probably take game changer out of like little league and rec ball. Why do you need it? You need the scorebook is what you need. The first year I used it, um, if I remember correctly, everybody could see everybody else's stats. Maybe that was a setting because I think I ultimately turned that setting off because it was causing this. Yeah. And, and everybody knew. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, there's the setting now. I mean, we're all admins for our for our game changers for our team. And you, you have to have that setting click where your stats are not public. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, that is a must. And every time I'm scouring game changer to look at other people's and I see that their stats are public, I'm like, man, what are you, they doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, yeah. 
as I scour Game Changer at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, but again, when and I do the same thing. If I'm looking at you know an opponent or something like that or a big conference game or something, but, but generally speaking, at least in our local area, we kind of know who those scorers are, and I will take whatever with a grain of salt if I needed to. Uh, or have you ever done this before? You're watching, you're scouting a game, two teams that are playing, and you look at both game changers to oh, see yeah. if they oh, coincide oh, yeah. with one another. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You, look at the oppo- you look at both opponents to see, oh, who got it right? How many hits? How many errors? Mm-hmm. Right? Did that pit, was it, what's the, you know, how many earned runs did that particular pitcher give up? Or, what, you know, strikeouts. Oh, she had so. a great game. Let's go look at the other game yeah, changers. Exactly. She, she really had Right? So, you know, we're all subject to this sort of well, let's test it right now. Frenzy. We got, we got a parent in the building. Sean, have you looked at Game Changer today? It's what is it, 1030? 10.30 a.m. Daughter played last night. Oh, he's, he's, he's got it open right You're now. You're lying. He has it open oh, right now. Oh, it is. <laughs> he's off, no he's off camera Sean. right now, but he's literally got his phone in his hand, that's and he's looking at it right now. Today. That's, that was, that was, that's gold right there. If they can't hear me, you have to justify it. I was looking at it because when you started, guys started talking about QABs <laughs> and started talking about the most important Right. As soon as you heard quality at bat right. percentage, yeah, but then you went check to, to see what your daughter's quality at bat percentage was. <laughs> the crazy, thing, the crazy thing is your best, your best player doesn't have the highest QAB percentage. Well, Matt and I are, I was telling these guys the other day, somebody texted me and said, what's a good quality at bat percentage? And I said, who cares? <laughs> and you guys are like, I don't know. Yeah, see, right? right? So it's just all objective, right? Well, and so, so is this really what Game Changer is all about? Is it the evil empire? I always wonder, you know, the parents make it important, right? Because I have an eight-year-old daughter that plays, and she doesn't know what Game Changer is. She doesn't know what her batting average is. But I bet there's some girls on her team that know exactly what they're hitting. You know, I've told you guys a story before on her previous teams. I've seen a nine-year-old girl step out of the box and tell her coach she was not bunting because she's about to mess up her Game Changer. (laughs) She was nine. That's great. So it has created some monsters for sure. Yeah, and is it is it the parents? Is it us? Is it the player? It's is it the, the system? Is it's it everybody? The, is it house? Is it travel? Is it high school? Is it depending on how old you are? I mean, it's just. Do they use game changer in NCAA? Is there a game changer person? Well, they have they have like sidearm sports. I mean, they're they're using all those video systems as yeah, well, yeah. right? So you know, they get down. You talk about analytics at the college level. They're they're really. They're dialing it down to say, hey, she's, uh, you know, hitting 325 in night games on AstroTurf, you know, off a left-handed, yeah, off mean, a left-handed batter, schools. off a left-handed pitcher, right? I mean, it's really intense. Power fives, are they, I get it. But are like, is the, are these, you know, is the D3 school down Roanoke. the street, are they, is Roanoke College using Game Changer? Or do they have some They use the same system? sidearm. They, they use the same, they do. same okay. systems. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And by the way, that they're available to anybody. Okay, yeah. That's, well, well that's my next the, question. Is that yes. readily available yeah. to the athletes Anyone. and the public? We, well, that's yeah. the thing. Anyone. I went, I went and looked at um, the ODAC stats and, and just cause I know we've, I've, yes, the ODAC. Yes. Go Roanoke. When's the conference tournament start? S- starts tomorrow. Right. Yes. Yeah. So um, I've got a, I've got a, a wonderful young lady. She's a freshman down at Virginia Wesley and she's actually leading the ODAC in, in um, RBIs. And, I just was curious, and I was like, "Wow, that's pre- that's pretty cool." So all the stats are readily available. Um, you just go to go to the conference website, and they'll give you all everything you need to know. Um, so yeah, I mean, so every team has an as- official scorekeeper. Yeah, 
Well, if you and look at the, if you look, it's always the home, the always, you know, when you went to, uh, you know, Roanoke was playing Virginia Wesleyan at Virginia Wesleyan. I'm just making this up. You're watching the Virginia, you're Wesleyan. watching the Virginia Wesleyan scoring. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm sure they backfill it in charts and, you know, the other team and all that kind of stuff. But I, I really pay attention to those things and I, they really do a good job. It's a, I mean, there's a huge difference between what I see here and, and what is we there see video. There. Yeah. But again, that goes back to, is it largely because schools, Jimmy's have commentators. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But is it, is it go back to maybe something we talked about earlier is, is the, the consistency that you're seeing at the, at the collegiate level, is that because the talent, the disparity in talent from top to bottom is smaller? Or do you think, or is it because I think the scorekeepers better, more knowledgeable, just better. It's, you don't, so is it, do you know at Roanoke if it's a grad assistant or a, I don't know who keeps the score, um, but I think I mean, they do a really, really good job. It would just be a, an interesting thing, and that's we were trying to get uh, we were trying to get a college coach on today, and they're yeah. right in the middle of getting their tournament ready. So maybe we'll we'll sort of touch base with with them after the fact and find out who their official scorekeepers are and things like that. But um, but yeah, all that information is readily available. But do you think that the college athlete the, do do you think that the college athlete goes and scours it like the high school or the youth athlete? Yes, yes. now I do. I think in the last fifteen years, they do. really. I could be wrong, but it's it's just so readily available. You can you can find it anywhere. Yeah, but do you think that athlete that went zero for three at at Roanoke? Um, do you, do you think that she's going back to her dorm and saying, "I got I got to look to see yes. if, if I went zero yes. for three? Yes. You think she's doing that too? Yeah, absolutely. I, I have those phone calls. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But again, that's the emotional part of this. We want to succeed. Young women. They want to plead. They want to succeed. They want to do well. We all want to do well, but but they just have this desire to go out there and make things happen yeah, for their team and everything else. The college athlete is a little bit different than than the high school athlete. I mean, her her she's gotten to that point for a reason. And well, these sure, things are important to her for a reason because right? she went zero for three and and didn't really do very well. But she's up at six a.m. going to figure exactly. figure stuff out. Exactly right. She's going to the weight room. She's going to hit BP. She's going to talk to coach. She's going to do whatever she needs to do to make things happen. Or if that pitcher, I had a bad outing. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. You know, sort of go speak with the pitching coach, review film, and figure stuff out. Right. You know, there there are also large rosters in college, yeah. so it's highly competitive. If you want to get on the field. These things matter. That's a good the point. The coaches look at them. The players look at them. Everybody knows them. It's hard to stay in a lineup if you're batting 192. Sure. Do you know that there's a product out there called Sequencer? Have you heard of this before? Sequencer? I may have heard Matt reference it before, but I don't, I don't know what it is. No. Yeah, Sequencer. So you can integrate it with statistics, whether it's Game Changer or whatever, and you can, you can then take a, all of your statistics, upload it to Sequencer, and it can give you an optimal offensive lineup. Oh, was that us talking yeah. about that yesterday? Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I mean, that's so now sweet. now we're using like artificial intelligence basically to create lineups. And, but as a coach, I'm like, should I even be here? <laughs> Things building my lineup, telling me who to play, where to play them. Yeah, right. So you know, we're really taking the Billy Bean, you know, Oakland Athletics or Las Vegas Athletics. I think we're going to be calling them yeah, soon, I right? Think you will. Um, you know, to the next level, and that's just kind of crazy to me. You know, this is still a game. Well, this think is, about how much the analytics has changed what you're watching in a Major League Baseball game over the last 20 years, right? They had to, they had to modify the rules this year because yeah. the game has changed so much. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, because of analytics, right? Right. Yeah, are we going to go to – Are we? It, it, is, it amazes me that basically the next morning you can get on Twitter, social media, whatever, and find out 
if the home plate umpire in a major league baseball game, how effective they were. Right. They were 94% accurate. And the pressure that goes along yeah. with those things, man, is, is tough. By the way, that's the other thing about, about the umpires, right? Safe out, hit, error, like, all, you know, all these calls. I was talking with a, a uh, actually a Division One basketball umpire, NCAA basketball referee, excuse me, but referee. And he said something very telling to me. He's like, you know, the NBA, they get about 90 five-ish percent of the calls correct. So 5% are probably incorrect. At the division one level, we get about 85% of the calls correct. And then he proceeded to go down division two, division three, high school. By the time you get to high school, they only get about 70% of the calls right. Right. Everyone expects it to be 100% right. I mean, I have had the conversation with my team before that, especially my travel team, like, listen, just deal with it. If these guys were any good, they wouldn't be here. Right, they'd be somewhere else. So, <laughs> that's a great so just deal with it and figure it out. Right? I mean, that's a bad thing to say because no, I really, but, but the umpires it, are such an important part of our game, and I'm we're struggling them. right and now. We're really struggling. So, and but why are we struggling? We're struggling because they stink. Well, yeah, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> we're they're they're struggling because we get parents or coaches or athletes that are. Rude. So driven by analytics. Yes. And will take it out on your ass because you made their daughter look poor. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So now you've got umpires or coaches or people that want to support a team. They're like, screw it. No way. This isn't worth it to me. Well, if you're an athlete, right? You're Say you're in your 20s now. You just got done and you're looking for a hobby and you played sports. The last thing on earth you're going to do is go be an umpire or a referee after you watched how they were treated when you played. Zero chance. Zero chance. I don't know what the average age of an umpire is right now, well, but I, I know it's 50 plus. In our, in our area, it is 100%, maybe 55 plus. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and there's nobody backfilling. No. There's nobody, no youth, no youth movement to... to uh, to get that done. Well, so. my daughter always says, because we watch a lot of Orioles games together, and she always Sorry says, about that. <laughs> not this year, buddy. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's, should we pull up those uh, yeah. stats, Should we pull Kevin? those analytics, yeah. the, the AL East uh, standings? East. We're 20 games into the season. Yeah. Well, we have 20 victories. So. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is she watches those games and sees that box, and she says, why don't they just figure out how to get some sort of glasses or something that give the umpire that box and take it out of their hands. Well, they're trying. They're, they're testing it. The yeah, they're but, testing it in the minors, right? But there's not Smart. an actual. Is there an actual umpire standing behind the catcher, or is it? There is. There is, being, and they have a fed. they have a little clicker uh, thing. It's like red or green or something like they're that. They're being yeah. fed from the top. Yeah, with they, they, they strike see ball it or hear it or whatever. And then they handle out safe calls. Okay, that's and and then they're in the minor leagues. They're also testing this challenge, like strike ball challenge, where you have so many challenges. You know, if it's a situation where you can, you know, no, that ball was way out. You, you can, can challenge. challenge a strike. Oh, see, so you're not even allowed to argue balls and strikes. So I know. Immediate ejection, right? right? So how does that work? Yeah. So they're testing all this stuff now. And yeah, I mean, is it going to be robotic umpires, you know, automatic strike, strike zones and, you know, but again, our, our sport based on the baseball, you know, it is a human sport. Why are we taking the, why are we taking some of that, you know, yeah, the human aspect variation out of, it. out of it, right? We want emotion. We want we want to 
part of what makes the game great is yeah. the randomness to it. And, yeah. and you know who, who Earl, we, you know, when we talk about Orioles, right? Earl Weaver for you guys, if you Oriole fans, I like loved Earl Weaver. he wanted to get into it, right? Oh, kick a pile of dirt on your shoes. Exactly. Pick up a base, toss <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Right. You know, He's I'm thrown a, umpires out of the game. Exa- before. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So we like some of this stuff. Um, you know, oh, the historians of the game, dude, yeah. like, like, like us. Yeah. Right? I love the game. That's like your music, the nostalgia that came with the opening, you know, to this podcast is, is, is it brought back memories, but you know, so, you know, that just, it's one of those things where we just, you know, I think that there's a balance, right? Just in everything in life, there's a balance. There's a way that we can have game changer and there's a way that we can have good statistics. And there's a way that we can balance the importance of those statistics to those kids, um, and get the most out of it that we want to get out of it. I wonder if Game Changer has internal discussions about how they're affecting the game in a positive and a negative way. Well, That'd Dick Sporting, well, Dick Sporting Goods, who now has acquired Game Changer, is a massive company, and uh, you you gotta admit, you gotta think that there there's some people behind yeah. this that are that are really focused on that kind of stuff because they are definitely a youth sports empowerment company oh dicks for sure yeah, yeah right i mean they, they are really into empowering especially for us the female athlete sure. you know i remember the, just the dicks here locally what was that maybe i don't know six seven eight years ago they brought jenny finch out oh, and did, right, the, right. did you know autograph signing and all that kind of stuff so they're very much into into youth empowerment especially for the for the young female athletes so you know we love what game changer brings to us i think it really all boils down to setting expectations with your parents your players um, and how you use it as an individual, and exactly. how you let it affect your life. Right? Right. I mean, we all make it go, we all go crazy for it, but I'm not, you know, it's not going to make me do anything right. <laughs> that I shouldn't do. Right. I'm not, but, get, I'm not all up in arms about it. Right. But at midnight when I'm up scouring, like I said earlier, I do look in the mirror and say, what the hell are you doing right <laughs> now? Why are you looking at some travel team out of Pennsylvania at 1230 <laughs> in the morning to see what their four hitter did yesterday in, in, in the Memorial tournament? <laughs> Like Jesus. Yeah, that's kind of funny, but you know. But we all do it. It's what makes the world go around, and uh, you know, we just. I'm just happy that Sean had it on his phone when we called him out. That was classic. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. That was good. Well, this was fun. Yeah, good time, right? I love that ending. We get some sweet guests coming in here. Yeah. So this episode one, we're going to keep rolling with this thing. And remember, no, no matter where you are or what you're doing today, live life like a 3-1 count. Go out and grab it. Hunt that pitch. Hit the ball out of the park. Take advantage of every opportunity. Rake, baby. To go out and go yard. Make it a great day, everybody. See Talk ya. to you later. See ya.